0: Last Call for the Innocent The neon lights of the rusty anchor flickered in the humid night air, casting an eerie glow on the streets of the small coastal town. It was 1994, and the bar was packed with locals seeking refuge from the sweltering summer heat. The jukebox played a mix of grunge and rock, filling the air with a nostalgic soundtrack of the 90s. At the heart of the action was Jake Mitchell, a charismatic young man in his early 20s known for his good looks and easy charm. Jake's magnetic personality had made him popular with both men and women, but it had also earned him his fair share of enemies. He leaned against the bar, nursing a drink and exchanging laughs with friends. As the night wore on, tensions simmered beneath the surface. Jake's presence seemed to provoke jealousy and resentment in some of the patrons. Among them was Sarah Foster, a striking brunette with a fiery temperament. She had once been close friends with Jake, but a falling out had left their relationship strained. The rusty anchor was known for its late-night revelry, and the hours passed in a blur of laughter, music, and alcohol. But as the clock inched closer to midnight, the atmosphere in the bar grew more electric. The air buzzed with anticipation, a volatile mix of alcohol and unspoken grievances. Jake and Sarah exchanged heated words, and the argument escalated to the point where the bar's bouncer had to intervene, escorting Sarah outside. She stormed out, Her anger palpable, while Jake returned to the bar, seemingly unfazed, raising his glass for another round. But the tension lingered, and the night was far from over. Hours passed, and the bar continued to fill with revelers. The music grew louder, and the alcohol flowed freely. But as the clock struck 2 AM, the rusty anchor was about to become the scene of a chilling crime. A single gunshot rang out, shattering the chaotic ambience of the bar. The patrons screamed and scattered in all directions, ducking behind tables and seeking cover. The dimly lit establishment was plunged into darkness, the neon lights flickering and dying. When the lights came back on, the horrifying truth became apparent. Jake Mitchell lay lifeless on the floor, a pool of blood surrounding his lifeless body. Panic gripped that rusty anchor, as the realization that a murder had occurred sank in. In the midst of the chaos, Sarah Foster returned, her face pale with shock. She had been outside when the gunshot rang out, and she appeared genuinely horrified by the sight of Jake's lifeless body. The bar's patrons turned accusing eyes on her, and a few even suggested that she had returned to finish the job after their earlier altercation. The local police arrived at the scene, led by Detective Michael Donovan, a seasoned investigator with a reputation for solving even the most perplexing cases. Donovan wasted no time securing the crime scene and interviewing witnesses the rusty anchor, had turned into a battleground of emotions and accusations. Jake's friends and acquaintances pointed fingers at Sarah, fueled by their history of conflict. Sarah, in turn, vehemently denied any involvement in the murder, insisting she had been outside when the gunshot occurred. As Detective Donovan delved into the lives of Jake and Sarah, he uncovered a complex web of relationships and rivalries. Jake had been involved in a tumultuous love triangle, with Sarah, and another woman named Emily. Who had recently moved to town. Emily had been the subject of envy and gossip among the locals due to her striking beauty and mysterious past. Rumors swirled that she had left behind a troubled history and a string of broken hearts in her wake. As Donovan questioned Emily, she revealed that she had been secretly seeing Jake, adding another layer of intrigue to the case. Emily's alibi for the night was solid, as she had been attending a friend's party far from the rusty anchor, when the murder occurred. The investigation took a perplexing turn when Donovan discovered a surveillance tape from a nearby convenience store. The footage revealed a shadowy figure leaving the bar moments before the gunshot. The figure's face was obscured, but their identity remained a mystery. The town was divided as suspicions shifted from Sarah to the mysterious figure captured on the surveillance tape. Some believed that Sarah was being framed, while others thought that she had enlisted an accomplice to commit the murder. Donovan also uncovered a series of cryptic messages in Jake's journal, hinting at a hidden enemy and a looming threat. The journal entry suggested that someone had been stalking Jake, leaving menacing notes and making veiled threats. As Donovan pursued leads and interrogated witnesses, the list of suspects continued to grow. The bar's regulars, who had seen the altercation between Jake and Sarah earlier in the night, became potential suspects. Emily's presence in town had stirred jealousy and resentment, making her a person of interest as well. The investigation reached a standstill as Donovan faced a baffling array of motives and alibis. He knew that the key to solving the murder lay in unraveling the tangled web of relationships and rivalries that had surrounded Jake Mitchell's life. The rusty anchor remained a place of suspicion and paranoia, its neon lights casting long shadows over the town of Harborview. The truth behind Jake's murder was buried beneath layers of secrets and lies, waiting to be uncovered by a relentless pursuit of justice. As the days turned into weeks, Donovan's determination to solve the case only grew stronger. He knew that the answers were out there, hidden among the town's residents, and he was determined to unmask the killer who had turned a night of revelry into a chilling murder mystery. The town of Harborview held its breath, awaiting the moment when the Shroud of Deception would finally be lifted, revealing the identity of Jake Mitchell's killer and the truth behind the murder that had shaken their close-knit community. But the mystery of the, rusty anchor, was far from over. Donovan would soon discover that the web of lies and secrets ran deeper than anyone could have imagined, and the truth was more elusive than he could have ever anticipated. As the investigation continued, Donovan delved into the darkest corners of Harborview, uncovering a series of secrets and betrayals that would send shockwaves through the town. Each revelation only deepened the mystery, as Donovan struggled to connect the dots and find the elusive thread that would lead him to the killer. The surveillance tape from the convenience store proved to be a dead end, as the figure captured on film remained unidentified. Donovan questioned the store's owner and reviewed hours of additional footage, but the mysterious individual seemed to have vanished without a trace. As Donovan focused his efforts on Jake's journal, he uncovered a cryptic message that hinted at a possible motive for the murder. The message referred to a long-buried secret from Jake's past, one that had haunted him for years. It appeared that someone had been using the secret as leverage, threatening to expose it unless Jake complied with their demands. The revelation of this secret opened up a new line of inquiry for Donovan. He began digging into Jake's history, interviewing old friends and acquaintances from before he had moved to Harborview. The trail led Donovan to a small town where Jake had grown up, and the detective soon discovered a tangled web of deception and betrayal that stretched back years. The people of Jake's hometown had their own reasons for keeping the truth hidden, and Donovan faced resistance at every turn. The secrets of the past were protected by a code of silence that threatened to derail his investigation. Back in Harborview, tensions continued to rise as suspicions mounted. Sarah Foster, the estranged friend who had been at the center of the initial altercation with Jake, became the focus of intense scrutiny. Her rocky history with Jake, coupled with her reappearance at the bar on the night of the murder, made her a prime suspect in the eyes of many. As Donovan questioned Sarah, He discovered that she had a troubled past of her own, one that had left her with a deep sense of anger and resentment. Her tumultuous relationship with Jake had been marked by betrayal and heartbreak, and she had every reason to hold a grudge. However, Sarah maintained her innocence, providing a solid alibi for the time of the murder. She had been seen by multiple witnesses outside the bar when the gunshot rang out, and surveillance footage from nearby businesses supported her account. With Sarah seemingly cleared as a suspect, Donovan's attention shifted back to Emily, the enigmatic woman at the center of the love triangle. He began to delve deeper into her background, searching for any connections that could shed light on her possible motives. Emily's past was shrouded in mystery, and Donovan uncovered a series of aliases and a history of moving from place to place. It appeared that she had been running from something, but the detective couldn't determine what it was. As Donovan continued his investigation, he received an anonymous tip that led him to a remote cabin in the woods outside of Harborview. The cabin was empty, but a thorough search revealed a hidden compartment containing a collection of letters and photographs. The letters were addressed to Jake and were filled with cryptic messages and veiled threats. They hinted at a dark secret from Jake's past, one that had haunted him for years and was at the heart of the mystery. The photographs showed Jake with a group of people, including Emily, and another man whose face was partially obscured. The discovery of these letters and photographs raised more questions than answers. Donovan was determined to identify the mysterious man in the photographs and uncover the truth about Jake's past. As the investigation continued, Donovan's pursuit of the truth took him to unexpected places. He uncovered a network of individuals who had been connected to Jake's past, each with their own reasons for wanting to protect their secrets. The town of Harborview had become a pressure cooker of suspicion and paranoia, with the residents torn between loyalty and fear. The murder of Jake Mitchell had unearthed a tangled web of lies and betrayals that threatened to tear the community apart. But Donovan was relentless in his quest for justice. He knew that the key to solving the mystery lay in untangling the threads of the past and uncovering the secrets that had led to Jake's murder. As he delved deeper into the lives of those connected to the case, Donovan knew that he was getting closer to the truth, but the final revelation remained elusive. The town of Harborview held its breath, waiting for the moment when the shroud of deception would finally be lifted, revealing the identity of Jake Mitchell's killer and the truth behind the murder that had shaken their close-knit community. As the days turned into weeks, Donovan's determination to solve the case only grew stronger. He knew that the answers were out there, hidden among the town's residents, and he was determined to unmask the killer who had turned a night of revelry into a chilling murder mystery. But the mystery of the, rusty anchor, was far from over. Donovan would soon discover that the web of lies and secrets ran deeper than anyone could have imagined, and the truth was more elusive than he could have ever anticipated.
1: Welcome back to the second installment, and man is this story fucked up.
2: I don't even, okay, so they mentioned.
1: Wait, wait, roll it back. We're drunk for this one. (laughs) Enter Scotch. Continue.
2: Days turned into weeks, literally mentioned two or three times. Oh my
1: god. No, can we talk about web of, how...
2: Web of lies, The same names secrets. are
1: here, people are writing letters... Nobody fucking writes letters anymore, man. This isn't happening. Well,
2: no, hold on. It was 1994. 1994, they did write right, letters. Alright,
1: 94 people wrote letters. And they were lame. There was only
2: what is it so we got
1: we have jake we have emily sarah and insert shadowy figure on videotape essentially yeah
2: we have detective mike and i'm trying to remember off the top
1: there was a irish name donovan was it donovan it was
2: mike donovan that was the the main detective maybe there was only one i think there was only one so yeah there was a shadowy figure on the camera just before the accomplice so i'm
1: gonna say it's emily that's all I'm saying.
2: I mean, honestly, based off of like, the fact three that there's, choices. there's really no names in <laughs> and this the story.
1: the third choice is some mysterious, unnamed uh, mystery shadow, and I would yeah. be actually pissed if that was the answer. I,
2: I think a lot of what this is, is just going to be us ripping apart this story uh, <laughs> for this episode.
1: Okay, so Jake got shot in a He got,
2: yeah, he got. He was a popular guy. He made a lot of people jealous, a lot of vague people with mysterious secrets, lies, and deceptions.
1: Butthole with Sarah. Um, Sarah was the name of the chick that died in the last. Why, why AI?
2: (laughs) Yeah, we're noticing a lot of similar names, a lot of similar phrases. I like it. And As we're going to be doing these episodes, we'll make sure that, again... it's We not reiterate
1: the... that, that we did not write this. It's, this is bad.
2: Yeah. We don't want it to be the same episode over and over and over again. Um, luckily, these things aren't like an hour long. Um, but it's interesting to see what it's coming up with. Like, yeah, it has me... Why go... are the
1: town folks so upset every time?
2: <laughs> it has me going for like...
1: The town is torn because Jake was such an amazing person.
2: But don't forget about the Web of Lies. and the remote cabin in the no. woods with letters addressed to Jake. I live in a
1: neighborhood where nobody cares. Right? Like, people are just like, did a dog shit in my lawn? No. We're good, then. I don't care that Jake Sullivan died. Uh, it's Emily. Emily yeah. did it in the last Sarah one. Sarah was Emily outside. Did it in she was one.
2: horrified. And It's
1: always... An, if, this, if there's an <laughs> Emily in a story, she has killed someone.
2: I don't know what the algorithm has against people named Emily, but... <laughs> but goddamn yeah it's a uh, surveillance tape that literally okay fine remained no, unidentified No
1: can we talk about that for a second the first story it was a photo of a slender shadow and now we have a video right like they're like oh this is different of,
2: of a shadow cuz it's a moving picture hey it is evolving so i mean we'll evolving. give it evolving evolving we'll give it that but yeah but said <laughs> sarah was cleared I don't think, obviously...
1: I know. No, they were like, Sarah was cleared, but also still suspicious.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely Emily. There's no way. It can't be anybody else unless it's, no, unless it's an unnamed person. It's
1: the shadowy figure that nobody mentioned. It's and then just, I'm just gonna rage. I'm just gonna honestly rage, <laughs> and I'm gonna find a way to go into the computer like Tron and just kill the AI for fucking making that.
2: Maybe it's just the rusty anchor itself. The bar comes Wait, alive. Can we talk and it about how, how the rusty
1: people? anchor sounds like a sex move?
2: It does. It sounds like an uncomfortable. It sounds sex like move.
1: a weird hand job. Yeah. Oh, Jesus right? Christ. Like a hook on it like, or some like, shit. Like if you were like pulling the line up. The rusty God, anchor. That sounds awful. Right. But yeah, let's try that.
2: Okay. Alright, cool. Um, better
1: than what
2: what we just heard. Right. Yeah. So
1: let's <laughs> find out.
2: I mean, this is episode two, right? And we've got we
1: did not write this.
2: We've got a host of other stories. We'll see how they go.
1: Yeah, there's going to be a lot of Jakes, a lot of Sarahs, <laughs> a lot tons, of Emily, tons of
2: lies, lots of webs, it's gonna be lots the same of people. weeks turning into years, turning into whatever the fuck. The
1: towns going to get really upset. Yeah, someone's um, going to get murdered. So
2: every time I do this, I am doing this with prompts. We're learning from this experience because I, I do want this to be entertaining and I do I don't want to have it be the same crap every single time. So uh, we'll see how the next story goes, but uh, thank you for joining us on this uh, Wait, second we need episode. We're
1: to reveal the killer, Chris. Oh shit.
2: Okay, so we're going to reveal the killer.
1: <laughs> oh. Scotch. This episode's brought to you by Scotch.
2: All right, we're going to take a look at who the killer is and uh, let's let's see what it says. Yeah. Oh, oh, my oh, oh my god. Fuck like me,
1: it's Emily. Fuck. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, surprise, surprise Wow I know this is thrilling two for Two stories to down,
1: Two Emily's
2: Two okay. stories, two Emily's Okay, so the killer I have chosen Based off the evidence provided in the story Is Emily <sighs> The enigmatic woman at the center of the love triangle However, it is important Emily's to know Emily's
1: going to get her own man
2: <laughs> Is it the
1: same Emily? St-
2: that the story was written
1: Maybe it's the same Emily
2: oh, Was it Emily? Hold on
1: Yes, it was Emily Christopher.
2: Oh, it was Emily? Yeah.
1: Because I knew it was was either Jack or Emily, and I went with Jack because he was an artist.
2: So, yeah, I mean, at least that one had, like, more than two characters, three characters. Oh, farts. So, so however, it's important to note that the story
1: was written... So, it's important to note that if Emily's in the story, she's killed someone. Yes.
2: I don't know what the AI has against Emily's, but uh, if there's an Emily listening to this...
1: We are you terribly sorry. Stop killing people! No, what do you? What? I'm not sorry. Stop killing people, Emily.
2: All we gotta say is Skynet is uh, is really gunning for you, oh. and you need to watch out, uh, especially if your last name is Connor. But all right, everybody, thank you for joining us for episode two. So, I, I hope you at least found this entertaining and yet like kind of
0: I'm Scotch. as in
2: infuriating as we did because the story just then the town
1: we, folks get mad. Oh God, settle down. I wish there was actual- Karen. <laughs>
2: All right. Well, thank you, everybody.
1: Toot toot.
2: Happy murdering.